Am I starting or are you? You're starting? <laughs> I think Here we, we just are. started. We made it to our very first. No one forgets their first. That's right. This is our very first podcast, and we are rolling, Shannon. We are not counting. We are. Again. We are starting right here. Welcome to this podcast. This we, podcast needs a name. We don't have a name. This is literally, it is something about everything and everything it about nothing. It, it's going to be Here's really fun. Here's the mission. Fun, our mission of this is not to become YouTube famous uh, at all. Uh, it is to supplement every sermon that we're preaching currently. We're starting with a series, right. Battle of Beliefs. And for co- small group leaders, connect group leaders, for people in our church, and if you found this by way of whatever, Anybody. welcome. We're glad you're here. My name is Megan. This is my husband, Carrie. No, wrong, I'm kidding. This wrong. is Reverse Carrie. <laughs> my name is Carrie. This is my wife, Megan. And we have the privilege of pastoring the greatest church on the planet, on the planet. Earth. That's and, right. Uh, the, movement the movement church, church in Orange County, California. If you're new to our channel, if you've just got here, uh, we are an hour in between Los Angeles and San Diego, and great. we're having a blast. <laughs> we're gonna have fun today. But we, we need recommendations for our podcast. We if have we're gonna no do idea. this, yes. We actually need you to give us some recommendations. How should they do that? I think you should text Megan. Let me give you her number. <laughs> Don't do that. It is <laughs> not. No, you can, you, text, can you can text. You can text somebody. And no, DM us. In fact, you should follow us on Instagram. Follow us both. Uh, my handle is at Diva Pastor. No, I'm kidding. That's, That's me. Megan's. And uh, follow us on Instagram. DM us. Let us know. Subscribe. Like. You can comment below. And uh, anyone who gets the recommendation, we'll give you a $100 gift card. If we pick your name, That's $100 gift idea. card to the Movement Church store. No, I'm kidding. No, just in general. A $100, $100 gift, gift card. card. If it's we yours. choose your title, $100 gift card, but that is already a long, exacerbated intro. <laughs> intro. So let's dive in. Here's what we're doing. We're in the middle of a series called The Battle of Beliefs. It is a challenging series. It is a controversial series, and it is a much needed series yep. where we're talking about what it is that we believe as Christians, Christ followers. Uh, what is Christian orthodoxy? Yeah. What is what does the scripture say about everything in my life? <laughs> what does the scripture say about everything? And That's what wh- we're unpacking. And for how you. is culture combating that? And yeah. so this podcast is to help you, uh, if you're like all of us, just trying to really figure out and walk out our faith. This is for you to supplement and kind of add to. I say supplement, like you take vitamins. Yeah. To supplement your your diet, like yeah, you're you're great. going to church, you're reading the Word, you're praying. And I'm going to add this to this as the Lord is working things out in me, as I'm wrestling with what I believe versus what does the Word of God say, and what is culture saying versus what I want to believe, and all the in-between. So we've had some questions come in. That's right. And I think we should start. Yeah, let's dive in. So we had some questions come in. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. I know. Without fail, Carrie's going to sing every time we do this podcast. I'm who would walk 500 miles and die. That's one of the most underrated songs on the planet. (laughs) And if you don't know it, you need to Google it. And it's a great, it's actually a great road trip song. Great. And that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but that's all right. I think maybe we should. Lord, help Megan in Jesus' name. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we're diving in. We we just completed. Sorry, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Represent. We just completed week one of our series, Battle of Beliefs, and um, just kind of set the foundation for where we're going. And so a handful of questions came in, and the first one—it's not a big question at all. Um, It is this: It says, "How do we know what to believe or not to believe?" (laughs) 
<laughs> with conspiracy theories running amok, so many different opinions out there about everything. It's yeah. in all caps. Even with church, people don't agree. I think I think they mean even within the church, people yeah. don't agree. So how do we manage that? How can we tell when something is truth? And what what sources of information should we seek? It's a great how question. Can we even know if we can trust you. Settle down. <laughs> you can trust me. You can trust me too. Don't trust Megan. Trust me. Nah. What's but the answer real, to that question? The answer to that question, how do we know what to believe or not believe? Um, I, I think that that's part of the reason we're diving into the series is yeah. to start talking about it. But the foundation, um, the foundation for our belief, if you call yourself a Christ follower, a Christian, not just in name, not just because you attend church, but yeah. if you call yourself a Christian in your beliefs, that means that our beliefs are founded on the word of God. Yep. And so uh, the best place to start discovering what you believe is found in the word of God. In fact, the word of God has answers for every single question yeah. we will ever have about life. And so um, I think that part of the the foundation that we all need is to begin to understand the word of God, to apply it to our lives, to to dive in and to actually read what it says for ourselves, to do study on what the word of God says. And I, I think throughout this series, we're going to provide several resources totally. um, that can supplement, that will that will add to what the scripture is saying um, in the sense of just helping break it down for you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That sums up our podcast Stop today. It. No, I think it's great. <laughs> like that's a thoughts. valid question. How do we know what to believe? And and I I believe the the historical Christian Orthodox answer. Like, what is it to me? The answer is we use the Bible as our basis, yeah. our foundation of belief. And we're about to in week two of our series battle on belief, we're really gonna hit on this. So I don't want to drill too deep into that, but that is the basis, the foundation of our faith. Everything you believe, somebody taught it to you. They either taught it by words or through reading books or yeah. by experiencing it in the house that you grew up in. Yeah. You have a worldview which shapes the major fundamental questions that you we all have, like uh, w where do we come from? Um, what's the problem with humanity? What's yeah. the solution? What is our highest moral aim? Those are like the fundamental questions yeah. that shape our worldview, and you have that. Um, you, you, you earned that, you gained that somewhere. It could have been in school, in yeah. family, in church, etc. And we would say that the answer and is found in the word of God. That's yeah. our, that is our foundation of truth. Yeah. And we believe in the reliability of the scripture. We believe that it is the infallible word of God, that, that God is the author but he used men to write his words yeah. for humanity. And so we go to the scripture. And that's challenging yeah. because that can't be proven by a scientific method. It, it, like that, it is a confession of faith. To be a Christian is a confession of faith. John 10, 10 says, if we confess with our mouth, there is a faith confession that says, I am now choosing to believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died for the sins of humanity, was buried and rose from the dead. And by putting my faith in him, I have salvation. I have eternity in heaven and I now have a new way to live. But you can't prove that scientifically. But there's a lot of things you can't prove scientifically. We, we have two dogs. We have a, a golden doodle and a Labrador, and we can talk about how their system, their body works, and, and we know their eating schedule and their sleeping schedule, but you can't scientifically prove what it's like to be a dog. Like, you don't know, and no one will ever know that because you're not a dog. So there are things we can't prove scientifically, yet we know that those dogs <laughs> do exist. 
And so the basis of our faith is the choice to believe that God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He gave us his word, which is his plan for human flourishing. And it is a confession of faith that I choose to believe that what it says is true and it is what I need for yeah. sustenance and for life. Yeah. On Sunday, when we when we started the series, we talked about the fact that uh, that Jesus, when he came to earth, he came to bring the kingdom of God to earth. And yeah. the kingdom of God simply means God's way of doing things. And um, so I think I've heard it argued often that uh, the church shouldn't get involved in all the areas of culture and yeah. politics and all the different things. But, but part of what it looks like to follow Jesus is to bring the kingdom of God to earth, God's way of doing things. And that's that's what we would call kingdom culture. And the foundation of that is found in the truth of God's word. And there's so many different belief systems. We talked about it on Sunday, totally. uh, buckets of belief, so to speak, um, that are screaming all different kinds of values and thought processes. And, and the only way that we can find where the truth actually lies, if you call yourself a Christ follower, a Christian, is to actually dig in and find out what does the word of God have to say about this? Yeah. And here's, we should do a podcast on the reliability of the scripture. Yeah. Like just unpack, because it's pretty awesome when you see how God literally has translated the scripture through thousands of years with complete accuracy with far beyond any other ancient historical document that we have and use and teach in universities and in educational systems. And the Bible is 10 times more reliable. And but we'll, we'll unpack that another time. Yeah. But here's the thing. You have a foundation of truth that you choose to believe. The problem is if your foundation of truth is based in your feelings or culture, you're screwed because it's your true. feelings and culture will change. That is what's that is why we find safety in the word of God because it does not change. Yeah. And that's why it's challenging. Yeah. Because culture around it changes and yet we return to the first principles of the word of God to determine wait, no, this is truth regardless of what everyone else around me is saying and that makes it hard yeah. to swallow because it is it brings conflict. Well, the word of God is described as a, a two-edged sword. Right. And uh, it's not it's not a pillow. It's not comfortable. Which most of our <laughs> listeners are probably not sword fighters. But yeah. what that means is it's the sharp. blade is sharp on both sides. <laughs> so it, it hurts on both sides. Yeah. Like the gospel is simultaneously inclusive and exclusive. Yeah. It is for anyone. Everyone can experience salvation through Jesus. But you have to choose to believe. Yeah. So if you do not believe, then it is exclusive in the fact that you will spend an eternity in hell. And that's challenging, but that's what the word of God yeah. does. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. I, I just think I was, I was trying to say that it's not always comfortable. And I no. think that so often the, the battle of beliefs, the, that we, that we find ourselves in is that we want to be comfortable. Yes. All of us naturally in our human nature, we want to find uh, ideas and beliefs that make us feel good about ourselves. And the problem is, is that sometimes there's things in us that actually don't belong. Right. And the word of God illuminates that for us and goes, Hey, we need to, we need to adjust this right here. We need to, we need to make a change. And, um, none of us like that process. Mm -mm. And so I just think, um, we have to be open. We have to be teachable. We have to be willing to say, I don't have it all figured out, but I, I'm going to base my life on the foundation of God's word. And if God wants it for me, I want it for me. So I think it's taken that perspective. And so the answer is yeah. challenging because the, the answer of how do we know what is true is it, it comes down to a choice of faith that we, 
like I said before, you have a basis of, you, you have faith, regardless of whether you believe in God is irrelevant. You have faith. And so you have faith in your system of truth. And I would just challenge you, if it's not based on the Word of God, then, then be really careful because you're going to find that your truth is going to change. And that is what will lead to a conflict of epic proportion because mm-hmm. you'll lose yourself. Yeah. In the music, the moment you <laughs> own it, you better never let We're it go. sing after every question. You only get one chance. Or rap, whatever you're doing. Is that what you're doing? Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to finish it, but you know, whatever, it's cool. Okay. What's our next um, question? The, the next question was I keep leaning into me. this mic. I don't know if I should lean into it or lean cool with it, way? rock with it, lean. I mean, do it. Yeah. I okay. don't know if I should move it uh, up or down. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands right now. The second question, the second question um, is directed at me. It says, Pastor Megan mentioned that there is propaganda coming after everyone who doesn't conform. Um, Can you say more about this? What does that look like? How can we know how to recognize it? And I did mention that um, on Sunday when I was preaching because we talked about the idea that if you have Judeo-Christian beliefs, you're no longer, um, that's no longer the prominent belief system in our culture today. And, and we are on Judeo-Christian belief is just a fancy word for saying that you adhere to a Christian worldview. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're currently now on the visiting team, um, in our world. Yeah. In our world. America Uh, was founded on the faith that we hold dear, but it is no longer there. That's what you're saying. Yeah. We're, we're on the visiting team. If you've ever been to a, a football game or a basketball game or anything like that, and you go in as the visitors, I mean, the crowd is not cheering for you. Right. And, um, they're booing. Yeah more than anything. And so I think it's important to remember that. And that when I say propaganda coming at us, I think that's part of it is that there's not a standing ovation for uh, a biblical Christian worldview. There's not. And so there's actually a lot of booze and a lot of, um, not like booze, but like like There's a lot of booze yeah. out there. So I think it's challenging. What did yeah, you but I don't that? think that's, I think the, the thing that's challenging about that is it's not just, when you're the visiting team, it's not just that people are not for you, they're actually against you. Yeah. Like they don't want you to win. And it's not a real popular time to be a follower of Jesus and stand behind a biblical Christian sexual yeah. ethic right now. No, it's not. It's not a real popular time to stand up against the current cultural norms of our our world when they align when when they don't align with scripture. Yeah. And I think to be honest, I think for a lot of people we have just chosen silence or to slip in. I think about that Homer Simpson gif where he sips into the the bushes. If you haven't seen not sips but slips, he's like foomp. And I think we've kind of just done that cuz it's easier to not make any waves because I don't know if yeah. I know how to defend my faith or whatever. Uh, and I think our silence has perpetuated the crowd. And I think the message, some of the message of culture has been like, we need to um, accept everyone. We need to love everyone. And and as a Christian, I go, well, I do need to love everyone. Like that's part of, that's part of what I need to do as a follower of Christ. But loving everyone doesn't mean accepting every belief system. And yeah. so uh, 
I think, I think that is one of the loudest things I hear in our culture today is uh, if, if I take a stand for something, if I, if I take a stand for something, I'm taking a stand against something. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that can often feel like it's not accepting and feel like it's not love. And uh, that's... Well, that, that whole concept of we need to accept everyone and tolerate everything is cannibalistic. I'm, yeah. trying, to, I'm trying to keep a timer on my phone it's right here. I'm gonna have to go to my control center and figure out how to turn off my timer on my phone. Is it general displays and brightness? I, they were really interested about. Okay, what here we doing. go. Never done. Okay, good. We got it. Uh, that that whole idea of accept everything is cannibalistic. Like, does that mean if I'm a, a a woman in an abusive home that I should just accept his abusive behavior? No. Um, does that mean that if I have a teenage son or daughter who is strung out on heroin, I should just accept it and let it be? Like the, the concept of accepting everything is cannibalistic. It, it eventually is going to eat itself. It's going to consume itself because we would all agree that there are things that are just inherently not right. And the crazy thing is that is a based, that is a morality. Mm-hmm. And a m- morality is simply rights and wrongs mm-hmm. and that morality is based on something yep has to be and that is why we go back to that first question of what is your truth based on and i would even challenge i should redirect that question where are you discovering truth yeah because it, we can't just accept there's behavior that's unhealthy yeah and there's behavior that is downright toxic or destructive right so we can't just accept everything we have to acknowledge that there is some right and there is some wrong. Where Who determines what is right and wrong? And we come back to that same question yeah. of what is the truth? And we would say the truth is the word of God. Yeah. And so we, the, I do believe, like Jesus said, that, that our number one objective is to love the Lord our God, our heart, all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love neighbor. our neighbor as ourselves. We can't love our neighbor if we don't love God. God gives us grace and he gives us forgiveness. And I can't give grace or forgiveness to people if I haven't received that from God. So yeah, we love we love. We love a teenage son or daughter who's strung out on heroin and living destructively, but we don't tolerate we don't agree with it. the behavior. Yeah. So I think that when, when we talk about the question, the propaganda is coming after everyone that doesn't conform is we saw that in the last 24 months in our nation. Yeah. We saw uh, just if you, the polarization, it wasn't just if you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican, we don't agree. It was if you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican, I hate you, I can't stand you, or vice versa. It wasn't just do we wear masks or not wear masks. It was if you don't wear masks, you hate humanity. Yeah. It wasn't about do we get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. It was if you aren't vaccinated, you obviously don't care about humanity, and you're probably a Trump-supporting Republican freedom fighter, and I don't want to have anything to do with you. So, and that would po- be propaganda. That's propaganda, and it was yeah. on both sides. Yeah, it was on both sides. Uh, and there, like, it's just polarizing. And so, that's not kingdom. No, King, kingdom unites. Yeah, but it unites under a central theme, a central banner. That's not a word we use anymore. But in medieval times, they would hold up banners, and that was how the army or the infantry would know who are we fighting for. Yeah. And the kingdom of God unites us under the banner of Jesus. Yeah. And so if we, if we're, if we find division, that's the enemy's playground. Yeah. That's his, that's his, his arsenal toolbox. Yeah. I don't know what question we're answering anymore. 
<laughs> no, I think that's great. And probably, probably enough on that question, unless you want to stay there about the propaganda. I want to do what you want to do because your eyes are stunning. Aww, Just throwing that out thanks, there. Babe. My, my iPad's blowing up with text right now. All right. Um, well, we can answer them later, right? We'll see. <laughs> We're going to talk to some people while we're on the podcast oh, look, we today. we got uh, Jordan Valenciano texting awesome. me, Lindsay McGraw, awesome. and Brian Constable. Good to see you guys. Hi oh, guys. and my mom. Hope you're, hope hey, you're mom. tuning in. Hope you're doing good. Uh, okay, Hi, I'm buddy. moving on in questions, babe. Hope you I'm find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so entertaining. Oh, okay, so if you are at the Movement Church uh, this week in Connect Groups, we're discussing what it looks like to stand our ground. We don't want to um, timestamp this podcast, but go ahead. Okay. That's cool. Well... If you if the, if you're listening to this any week besides this week in the future, so you have like four days to listen to this and know what you're talking about. Outside of that, you have no concept. If you're listening to this in five years, then let's just talk about what it looks like to stand Tell our me, ground. It, like, let's measure the bags under my eyes. Let's just see. Okay. Camera one, camera two. So, camera one, camera. Go ahead. So bottom line, you can't. We, name, if you can name that movie, I'll give you a I thousand. Can't. Uh, you know I can't. I type I'm it in the chat right now. Not good at pop culture. I wish I was better. Okay, so Wayne's World. Chop it. Chop it. <laughs> you said type it in the chats. There's yeah. not chats. It's are on there? YouTube. They can type it in the comments <laughs> below. Okay, so moving on. Um, we we were talking about the book of Daniel. Chop and, it in the uh, chapa chap. <laughs> Daniel and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We were talking about um, their decision to to stand their ground and stand for what they believed to be true um, when they were taken into Babylonian captivity. Yeah. And um and then we talked about how further on down the line Daniel um, was really tested because he was told that he couldn't pray to God. He had mm-hmm, to pray mm-hmm. to the the king and. And Daniel was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he made a decision to stand his ground. And he didn't just go inside and say, well, I'll do it where nobody can see me. He went inside and he threw open the windows and he prayed to, to our God. Yeah. And, and he was basically making a statement of, no, I'm not going to compromise for culture. I'm not going to compromise what I believe. And so I think that the question that's being asked is, what does it look like for us today yeah. to stand our ground? It's not necessarily going into our room and throwing up in the doors right. and getting down on our knees and praying. So what does that look like today for us to stand our ground? What are some practical examples of what this might look like in different situations? I think it's a great question. uh, Yeah. I think it's getting Christian t-shirts. Okay, great. I think that's a big part of it. I think getting an ichthus bumper sticker on Uh your car. So good. Pro-Trump only. Oh my gosh. I'm kidding. I feel like we're going to get canceled. (laughs) Cancer? Canceled. Oh, it's like cancer culture. It's a new one. It's a new one. Um, Okay, move on. Beans, rice, Jesus Christ, and Byron. (laughs) Bing bong. Let's move on. Uh, This, here's my thoughts for you. Uh, uh, This is deeply profound. I think that, I think you have a response. If you're a Christian, um, I've been challenged as of late t- to be careful not just to say Jesus follower, but to say Christian. And I, I, I can see both sides of it because he's I'm following Jesus. Well, what does that mean? But a Christian, it means that I, I have surrendered my life to Christ and I am doing everything I can to become the person God's created me to be. And that's, man, that's a mouthful mm-hmm. right there. But if you're here and you're tuning in, um, I believe you have a responsibility as a Christian to begin discovering the truth. So I love one of our great influences in our life. Pastor Kevin Gerald says, truth is not something we decide, it's something we yeah. discover. And so that means you, you need to start diving into the Word of God. And a great place to start would be in the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
um, that's just a great place. And just say, Holy Spirit, just reveal yourself to me in the scripture. But I also think you're going to have to put in the book, put in the work and, and read some books. Yeah. Uh, and a great book I, I recommend is, uh, I, I think it's probably one of the best books on some of the cultural craziness we're facing right now. It's by an author named Thaddeus Williams, and the title is Confronting Injustice Without Compromising Truth. We should have Thaddeus on this podcast. I would Did we love call to. him Thad? I don't know. T-Man? I mean, he's a professor just up the street. Is he Thaddeus, really? if you're watching. If you're tuned in Come right to now. the studio in San Clemente. You can stay at our house. That's just creepy. We only have one bedroom, but don't worry <laughs> okay, about it. No, I'm stop. kidding. It is creepy. <laughs> but Confronting Injustice Without Compromising Truth, phenomenal book. Yeah. By uh, He's a Christian professor here locally in California. But another one uh, is by an author who is not a Christian. I believe he's an atheist. Um, he is also a Democrat, a black man, and a professor at a very liberal college called Columbia, professor of linguistics. His name is John McWhorter, and he wrote a book called Woke Racism, and I think it is profound. Yeah. Now, I don't align up with his theology, uh, but what he's talking about in our current cultural moment is mind-blowing. Yeah. So I think you need to, to start discovering the truth, do the work, read the word, read some books, and let God reveal himself like that. Yeah, I mean, I... And then I think I would take this, um, just practically speaking, what does it look like to stand our ground um, as a Christ follower? As we um, unpack the series Battle of Beliefs at the Movement Church, we're going to be talking about about some of the... About. <laughs> about. We're talking about. We're talking about. Um, we're going to be talking about some buckets of belief, um, things that are... Uh, our culture is saying things that um, family and friends might be saying, um, things that the media is telling us. We're going to be talking about these buckets of beliefs, and then we're going to be bringing it back to kingdom culture, which is what Pastor Kerry has been saying about knowing what the word yeah. of God says. And so I would say standing your ground is going to, is really just looking like standing up for what you believe in. And I think we but talked you have to about know what this. You, believe. you do have to know what yeah. you believe in order to stand up for what you believe in. But we And if you're learning primarily on TikTok, that is a problem. Yeah, that is a pro that's the media bucket, right? Um I, I think we said this when we talked about propaganda coming for us and talked about uh trying to make everybody feel accepted and comfortable. I think I as Christ followers that there are moments where we um we could maybe not speak up about what we believe because it might make somebody else feel uncomfortable. Mm. And so I think standing our ground today means being willing to share what I believe. The part of this question says, how do you do this in a way that's clear and kind? Because um, we talked about that on Sunday. And I think being clear and kind just means I'm not attacking you mm -hmm. because of what you believe, but I can be clear and I can be confident in the fact that what I believe is founded on the word of God. And I can confidently believe that while at the same time being kind to someone who thinks differently. And so this this is possible for all of us in every dynamic yeah, of our life. A, if you're a teenager and you're going to school, um, you're bombarded daily by, by things that contradict the word of God. And it's okay for you to say, I don't believe that. And here's I'm, what I I'm not sure if I agree. Yeah. And, and if it breaks into an argument and you don't so, have answers, I don't know if I have the answers, but I'm willing to do some research and have another conversation. But I think just being able to say, I'm not sure that I agree. And you don't have to get on a soapbox and yeah. scream, turn or burn. No, don't, because that wouldn't be clear right. or kind. <laughs> no. You need to walk humbly, right? Yeah. And embody grace. That's yeah. what Jesus did. I mean, even when the woman who was caught in the, in the act of adultery is brought before him, he, he didn't pick up a stone and, and cast it at the accusers. He knelt 
humbly and begin to write in the sand. What he wrote, we don't know. Uh, but whatever it was, it was convicting. And that's the way that the Holy Spirit works, is when the truth is exposed, the Holy Spirit convicts. And conviction simply does something internally that says, man, I don't, I think I'm made for something more. I think I, I think I was created to live differently. And the Holy Spirit does that. We don't have to be yeah. the, in fact, we don't, you're not the Holy Spirit. Now, you, no matter how cool you are, you're not the Holy Spirit. And, and I think that we can, if we are just willing to speak up for truth, but humbly yeah. embodying grace, we let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, I've tried to change Megan. It is <laughs> impossible. That's right. So much change. <laughs> it's like, it'll take millennia. Wow, babe. Wow. No, I'm kidding. But it's impossible. I can't change you. You can't change me. But when we lean into the Holy Spirit and we, and we embody grace, it, it actually empowers us to, to allow the Holy Spirit to do work inside of us. Yeah, I think some practical ways to stand your ground. I was just reflecting on my my own story, and um, I find okay for the whole world to hear. Can't I <laughs> I fake eyelashes. I my Woo-woo. eyelashes just they they I have fake really hair extensions. <laughs> it looks good, babe. <laughs> uh, I fake eyelashes, which means I have to go in and they they glue them on. It's awesome, and I love it. And uh, but I'm I'm sitting there for about an hour talking to whoever is um, doing my lashes. And um, over the past couple of years, I've I've ended up in conversations where oftentimes the person who's talking to me is just assuming that I believe exactly what, what they, they believe, believe yeah. and and they're talking and telling a story and saying, you know, right? Like like you agree with me right and I think that sometimes it's easy to just be quiet because I want to avoid conflict or I don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable and I think what it looks like to stand our ground is saying I I hear what you're saying I don't I don't necessarily agree with that um and if you if you're interested in knowing what I believe I'd I'd love to tell you I think that can be standing our ground as well it's Mm -hmm. it's just not nodding our head and smiling because we're trying to avoid conflict. It's being willing to say, actually, I think a little differently than that. Are you interested in knowing what I think and why? Um, I think that is a way we can stand our ground today and actually um, be a light in the world that we live in. That's great. I love it. Anyhow. I love you. I love your eyelashes. Yeah, thanks. I love my eyelashes too. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Next question. Okay, the next question I think you might have already answered. So skip it. Okay. Go to number six. Skip. All right. One person asked me why socialism was listed with all of the other things that were being talked about negatively. They said, isn't that more political? And are they just speaking from their political viewpoint? You had an answer for this. Yeah, totally. No, that's that's a worldview, and it's it's jacked. It's not up. just political. It's, it's a not world just political. View. We live in a liberal society. I'm not talking about liberal within the context of a political persuasion, but liberal in the fact that we believe that there's capitalism. We believe in free market. We believe in America that you can you can go from nothing to something. We we have a democratic society, and the fact that. The government is elected by the people for the people and speak on behalf of the people. So it's a liberal world that we live in. And that's been at play for the past 150 years or so. Socialism is a construct of enforcing power in the fact that uh, it stands on the grounds of equity. And we believe in equality. We believe that all men are and women are created equal. That, In fact, I let me just say this. I believe that you were created by God, yeah. not by a big bang. 
I don't believe you're the product of billions of years. I hope that B resonated in this <laughs> microphone. Billions of years of evolution. I think you're the product of a loving God yeah. who created you, but not just created you, created you in, you're an image bearer. Like yeah. he created you in his image. Uh, and you're the object of his holy love. Like that's a, that is the first principle of the foundations of our truth that we find in the word of God. And that matters. We'll talk about that more as, a, as we go, because if I'm created, I, it is, this is not a choice. This is not a social construct. This is beautiful in the eyes of Megan, That's but right. we'll also move on. <laughs> I was, God chose and formed me. Therefore, I am an existence that God created. Okay, we'll push pause. We'll, we'll talk about that, that later in, in maybe the upcoming podcast. But all that to say, God created me and you as equals. Yeah. Socialism is built on equity. Equity is not about all humans being equal. Equity is about all humans receiving an equal outcome. Ah. And that is impossible. Right. Man, nor government, nor church, no one can ever force and control an equal outcome. M Megan was raised somewhat in an affluent home. Um, we grew up going to Christian private school. I was raised in a home where we had extreme poverty, Section 8 housing, on food stamps, etc. But we have to fight for and build and work towards the outcome. Nobody can determine, well, right. you know what, Carrie, you, you had it harder than Megan, so we're going to manipulate and coerce things so that you have the same outcome that she does. That doesn't ever work in the history of humanity. And some people are struggling with what you're saying right now. Correct. Like really struggling with it. Like it should be. Because some people are born into a life that is awful. Yeah. And it's challenging. Yeah. And they're not given the same. Megan and I both had, both of our mom and dads were in the picture almost our, our entire upbringing yeah. and almost our entire life until right. both of our fathers passed away. 50% of Americans don't have that. Right. They're in a, a broken home. Right. Well, that's not fair to them. No. You're right. And they didn't choose that. Kids didn't choose to be born into that. But we cannot force the outcome. Right. Because then we really get into some serious, serious trouble. Yeah. And so socialism is built on the construct of equity. And that's not a kingdom principle. I mean, you yeah. think about the, the parable of the talents and Jesus tells a story about a man who owns a vineyard and he's going away and he gives to, uh, that's, I'm mixing up two parables, but <laughs> parable of talents, he gives to yeah. one individual, Fun. one talent, to another individual, two talents, which is a portion of money, and to a, the third individual, five talents. And the Bible says, each according to their ability. Yeah. And then the owner goes away and then comes back and says, what did you do with this investment? Man, I'm getting into my message. What did you do with this in the investment? And the, the young man who had, what to say, $5 came and said, hey, I took the $5 and I worked hard and I invested it and now I've turned it into 10. And the owner said, way well to go. Done. And the guy who was given two came back two bucks and he says, hey, I took the $2 and I turned it into $4. And the owner's like, well done. And he goes to the guy with $1. That's a hypothetical, but yeah. you get the idea. And he says, what did you do? And he goes, well, I, I know you to be a shrewd businessman, so I buried the dollar, and here I have the $1. And he says, man, you, you missed the moment. You missed the opportunity. You did nothing with what you were given. Yeah. And, and he, what they were given wasn't equal. It was not equal. Yeah. 
But what he was not concerned about was how much they yielded. It was the fact that they did something with yeah. what was in their hands. So a kingdom culture never has been nor ever will be equity. If it was all about equal outcome, then God would make salvation mandatory for humanity. Right. But he chooses to allow us to choose. To choose. Yeah. So we are all created equal. Listen, we all are sinners equally. No yep. one's sin is greater than anyone else's. Yep. All of our sins are equal. All of us are in equal need of a Jesus. savior. Yeah. We need Jesus, but all of us will be given an opportunity to say yes to Jesus or to say no. So in the, in the kingdom of God, equity is not a, a concept yeah. that is, that is a biblical concept, Yeah, but equality is. Yeah, absolutely. It's a so long answer. That's why we mentioned it. <laughs> Let's go. Listen, we are running up on 32 okay. minutes. Okay. So here's the last one. And I, I kind of love this question. Um, what does this all mean? <laughs> is it the end of the world? It's the end, end of, of the, the world, world as we know it. It's the, the end words. of the world <laughs> as we know it, and I, I feel, feel fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows the words. I don't know what the hum Let's go. That's the like he goes into like this antic rage of a verse in that yeah. song, and nobody knows the. It, it Tommy, does kind of feel. Tommy boy, Chris Farley, rest in peace, bro. Yeah, awesome. Rest in peace. All right. <laughs> It does kind of feel like the he end didn't of the write world, that though. song, by the way. I didn't think he did. I know. I'm just there's a lot of listeners like, oh, Tommy Boy wrote that song. He's also a fictional character. Let's wow. move on. Can Question I number seven. Yeah. All right. It, it does kind of feel like the end of the world. There's so much happening right now. Um, currently, currently, if you're listening this week, what's happening? In our, I mean, in I don't even world. know if I can keep up with everything Russia happening. Is but Russia destroying is destroying the Ukraine. Uh, Russians don't know that they, uh, the, the Russian civilization doesn't realize because they, yeah. their population, because they control the media. There's they don't a lot of know. propaganda. There's a out lot there. of propaganda. Um, the world, the nation is torn over vaccinations, non-vaccinations. Yeah. We have uh, COVID-19 raging and, yeah, I mean, and dying all at the same time. Yeah. Who knows? Politics Who knows what's nuts. really happening? Bottom line is we're not Who journalists. We're not really here happens. to give you the news. But if if you've been watching the news in this current cultural moment, there's so much happening all over yeah. our world um, that floods in Australia that have just been crazy. And mm. and so natural disasters that are taking place. And Plus, it's yeah. the first time that we have seen nations at war who actually have nuclear power that's what i was going to say threats of nuclear that means that 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 that, that heightens the level yeah. of the intensity and it, does. It, it can and and it's just crazy in our nation so when when you look at all that's happening around us and then we tackle a series called battle of beliefs and we talk about all of these different buckets of belief and how they don't line up with kingdom culture it would be really easy to be like Ah! is it the end of the world? Like, As is, know is Jesus coming back tomorrow? Yeah, right, like, right, should, right. what do we need to do to be ready? And, and it's too anyhow. late to change your mind. The sun That's has come and you. you've been left behind. Right. I wish we'd all we been ready. Not to sing songs. I love you. There's no time to change your mind. I thought I'd modulate. Go ahead. Answer the Thanks question. Hey, we got to hurry, babe. We got to oh hurry. Oh, my goodness. There's a, people are bored. They're ch they're changing. They're listening to cooking shows. This right is now. what I deal with on a daily basis, you guys. I call daily it a blessing. Basis. Such a the blessing Lord in bless my life. you. And keep you. And your children. Okay. All right. Please so continue. is it the end of the world? Uh, <laughs> wow. We digress. I, I don't know, guys. You got so serious guys. with your segue. All right. So is it the end of the world? <laughs> My answer.
answer to the question is I have no idea. Yeah, I really fact. have no idea. Right. And, and the Bible says that no one will know uh, the time or the moment that Jesus turns Returns, returns that Jesus decides return, to return. Yeah. And, um, and so I do think we have to remember that we're not going to know. No. Um, it does say that there will be wars and rumors of wars. It yeah. does talk about natural Famine disasters that will yeah. happen. Um, it does talk about, uh, fathers turning against sons and brothers turning against brothers. And, and we see so much division in mm. our culture right now. And so I do think there's so many things that we're facing in our world that do point to the fact that, that these are, um, there are signs of the end days, the end times, but we I are living that... in the end times. The moment that Jesus ascended That's to heaven, true. we are living in the end times because no one knows the date or the time that he will return. But we know this, that God doesn't perpetuate fear. The word of God says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and, and a, a sound mind. mind. So if fear is rocking your world right now, that that's not from God. That is yeah. from the powers of hell. Yeah. And so what we, if fear is dominating, then I would challenge you. Are you secure in your faith and who yeah. Jesus is? Because we know that that if I've surrendered my life to Jesus, then my eternity is secure. secure. I have a place. That, that Jesus said, I go before you to prepare a table to have a feast with you. Like I, I have a place in heaven. Megan has a place in heaven. So we don't live captivated and bound by fear. We have faith and hope for the future. Now, we the times are real. It's crazy. It's a crazy yeah. season. But it's been worse. It's yeah. been crazier. If you were alive in the 40s and, and you lived in Europe, and you're getting bombarded by the Lufthansa, the German Air wow. Force. Like that's that's freaking you out. If you're a Jew who is living in Eastern Europe, like it is not a good place to be. So there's been worse times. Yeah. But we don't live bound by fear. Yeah, we don't live bound by fear. And I think we have to accept the fact that we can't control the future. Yeah. That um, that it's not in our hands. And so I because I've chosen to be a follower of Jesus and to trust him, um, I place my hope in, in who he is. And I have to accept the fact that I can't control um, when the end of the world will take place. Yeah. Um, but I can trust that I can live my life today uh, to make a difference. I can live my life today to the best of yeah. my ability, to love my family well, to love totally. my kids well, to love my friends well, my neighbors well, and and to actually be a light that points people to Jesus, which, which has so much to do with what we've been talking about because yeah. it has to do with learning to stand up boldly and confidently as a follower of Christ and say, this is what I believe and and here's who I was before Jesus and here's who I am now and let me tell you how he's changed my life. And so I think that if we live our life like that, we, we're going to have no regrets and it yeah. doesn't matter when the end of the world actually yeah, is. Yeah, that's right? right. That's exactly right. Well, listen, that is enough for us today. Thank you for tuning in to our very first podcast. That's which right. We will name later. And because you're going to give lots with. of suggestions. But listen, let me just encourage you. We're all a little bit jacked up. We're working on getting better. And if you'll allow God to do something in you so that he can do something through you, I think we can actually change the world. Yeah. We love you. And love we you. hope you have an amazing week.